You've dialed into the Strength Lab Podcast, where the lads cut through the bullshit to get to the truth about fitness, nutrition, and life. Sit down and buckle the fuck up. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We've got another installment for you. We've got Ricky in the room here. Hello. We've got Andy in the room here. Yikes. And we've got Jackson in the room here. Yeah, guys, we've got it. Uh, uh, if you listened to last week's podcast, you probably heard uh, the Strength Lab puppies crying pretty much through the whole <laughs> the whole podcast. We left them in another room and they were not happy about it. So today we've got Jax inside the studio. That's right. And he's been known to snore, snort, clean himself, and it's all pretty loud. So if you hear any of that, Lucky for you guys, this podcast will put anyone to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Man or beast. So you should be you should be snoozing. Um, I think... Well, uh, what's been going on, Ricky, this week? Uh, what's been going on this week? What's been going on? Um, we had a busy week. I feel like I say that every time, but we just we keep getting busier here. Um, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of new people come on board, so some of you guys might be listening now. Um, what else has been going on? I don't know. What's been happening? Oh, I've no time to think about it. I've just been speaking to new people coming on board. What's been going on? Yeah, it's been a it's been a very busy week with new clients uh, wanting to get their body in shape for summer. Most of them. Oh, that's why as well. Yeah, summer mm. coming up. Four weeks. Plenty of time. Now's the time to get up to it. Yeah, yeah it shit. plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's uh, the, the hardest bit of the week actually is just been keeping up to date with Johnny's love life. That's been a. That has been that's a full been a time one. job. That's been a full How's time it job. Hasn't it, Johnny? No comment. <laughs> no comment. Johnny's had a very, very big week of romance this very week. Very big week. Some, some really good. Now listen, there's been some ups, there's been some downs for Johnny's love life recently, but I think this week. Oh, I all, think like all in all, a lot of downs. There's been a lot of downs over the time that we've known him. This week, a lot of bad decisions. Johnny's completely turned around. Completely turned around. Yeah, completely turned around. <laughs> Johnny's it, Johnny's love life. When I, you know what I was saying? He's been real busy and shit. Yeah. I wasn't talking about the gym. I was talking about Johnny's love life. His summer roster is going off the roof. Off Feel the us in, Johnny. Come on. Come on. I'm glad this is a podcast and people can't see the expression I've got for you right now, Andrew. Come on, Johnny. Come on, I've also got a, a fair work claim going through. Come on, just fill us in. We don't need names. Yeah, what's going on? There's no feeling in to be done. That's my personal life. No, nah, come on, seriously. Tell us about the, Where, the new Canadian girl that's that's on the that's now in the loop. We're moving on from this. No, 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 no. What's gonna, wrong? Come on. We're moving on from this. I'll leave this podcast right now. Oh my god, bro! It's 2018. Podcasts. They want to know the Johnny. People want don't want to know what the fuck is good about a meal plan. They don't give a shit. Isn't that what we're talking about today? <laughs> I don't want to know that. They don't really care. They want the goss. We're moving on from this. Nah, come on, just give us something. Well, give us I'm something. not giving you anything. Anything. <laughs> There's a reason I don't give you anything uh, anymore. Anything, and then we can move on. Whether you're not getting a single thing. You need thing. to gift us something. There's no gifts. <laughs> Alright, then we just, then Eric and I just tell it as we know it. <laughs> you do not tell anything. <laughs> okay. Because you don't want to know how badly that's going to end. Eric, tell oh, us. Walk square out of this room right now. <laughs> Come on, Eric, just tell us. We won't name names. No, no, no. Eric, no, no. what happened this week? Like, Come on. I feel like he's, no, no, no. I feel like he's not happy about this. This oh, is where no. Ricky sees the line and you're an idiot. I still think it's, I still think it's shit that you're not happy about it. But, but that's alright, that's alright. We'll, we'll talk about that later. 
We'll get him on board. Listen, mm-hmm. okay, we should move on. The point is, he's had a good love life. He's had a good love life, yes. Anyway, guys, if you're watching this and you do see Johnny around... Ask him. Ask, yeah, him. ask him. He usually wants to talk about it, but probably not on the air. Is that a fair assessment? <laughs> you're so dead to me right now. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. You can anyway. Expect, you can expect my resignation. <laughs> so, Johnny, what topics have we got today, Johnny? What topics? Today, we're talking about why meal plans don't work. Mm-hmm. Mm, good one, good one. And lagging body parts. How to approach it, what to do about it, maybe how people end up there. Yeah, these are good topics, man. Most people, I think, look, we pick these topics based on like what people who are coming to us and and current clients, the problems they're showing us. And these are big, always, man, always. Like everyone's got a body part or two that's lagging. And I mean, generally, unless your whole body's lagging which I guess is another topic. But then also the, um, the meal plan thing is something, uh, as more people message us and get in contact with us and stuff, you get more and more people who are starting for a meal plan because they think that's what they need. Mm. So they're not, you know, when someone sends something like that, my first thought you, like, can sometimes be a bit like, look at this tight ass, man. They're just trying to be, but they're not. They just, they think that the meal plan is what they need. They're just trying to get what they think they need. So. There's still people out there who think that what they need is just a one-off plan that you write for them to get them really, really lean or really, really jacked, and then that's just going to work for them, you know, for the next however long, till they get ripped. And that's just not how it works. Is it? It's not what Johnny's still angry about the, the last segment. Johnny, I'm trying to pull you out of that fucking shit. <laughs> <I'm bleeding. laughs> Alright, I'll take over. Let me take over. No, no, it's true. That is absolutely true. Like, a lot of the time, people don't actually know what they need because they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so they just think that a meal plan is what's going to get them from A to B in terms of results. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And I think, like, with. I think where this idea springs from is that a lot of people you see on social media are selling meal plans. So yeah. they might put two and two together and think that that's what maybe we're doing or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, uh, I think with nutrition, it's an ongoing process. It is. It's not a one meal plan get you, unless it's like a really short goal of like, a one week goal or a two week goal or a three week goal, something like that. But if, if you've got a, you know, a fairly mid to long term goal, then a meal plan is not going to cut it. And you know, like a lot of the time with, if I was to say, just think about the, the initial meal plans that I write for a client, a new client, I reckon that will get scrapped and changed within two weeks because a lot of the time that's just like finding things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, you know, just kind of like to, to, to test and see what happens with certain things. So if I was to write a meal plan for someone, yeah, I, I would imagine that it, it probably just wouldn't even work. Yeah, man, it, 100%, you hit that nail on the head. And the way that I always think about it is, um, and, and I, I tell people when they start, I go, listen, the, the first, just like you were saying, the first few weeks, I say, is me learning how your body works mm. and where you're at at the moment. But the thing is about a meal plan is, well, people can sometimes, people sometimes think that they're just going to come to us and we'll give them the magic number that they need to be on to get them somewhere. Yeah. But see, that's the, that's the problem. But what people need to understand is whether it comes to training or dieting, both of them, all we're doing is, th- there's no magic answer for what your body needs. All we're doing is seeing where your body's at. We're responding to your body. 
So we're doing tests, we're seeing where your body's at and then we're nudging it in a certain direction. So that, that means that, that like, to, when we're just nudging it towards the direction of fat loss or muscle gain, it means what we're doing always has to change because your body's always adapting to what we're giving it. Yeah, and a lot of the time initially I'll start people on very high calories as well. Mm. Uh, more just for like as a recovery phase from yeah. and to reset from any other shitty dieting that they have been doing because a lot of people come to us and they've been trying to do shit that hasn't been working yeah so I just find like giving starting them on really high calories is a good way to kind of reset everything uh, along with a certain type of training phase which we won't go into today but um, yeah so, so like just to kind of reset things, establish a, a higher baseline again, and just really see what happens. Because a lot of the time, sometimes that can have just a really good effect on its own. Or like it can, like I said, it can establish a really good baseline that then you can uh, kind of work from. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, you either go up or down depending on what how they respond or what their goal is or, you know, what what's going on with their body, basically. Good, yeah. Good chunk of people, though. Like it's always good, I find, to start them a bit higher as well because there's a lot of people who come to us and um, you go through usually what they've done in the past nutritionally and then you'll ask them, so like, how long have you been doing that for? Mm. And they, A, might be lying about what they've actually been doing because some of these people come to you with the cleanest diets in the world but they're still overweight. Yeah. But B, some of them have been doing it for so long, they've been dieting or they've bought a meal plan off someone off the internet and they've been like, oh, I've been following this for probably about a year now kind of thing yeah. with no adaptation on it that they've adapted in such a negative way for being in a deficit for so long that to bring them up is just such a refreshing thing for their body. Yeah. So it acts as like a reset, recovery, diet break type yeah. thing. And often, like depending on where they, they're coming from as well, I often give them like uh, what I would call like in a, an activation slash like tempo, a time and attention program, which also acts as like a deload and a refresher for like improving mind muscle connection so they're like working on things that are really different to what they have been working on but also at the same time um reducing this the stress of the central nervous system so it's kind of like acting as a as kind of like a deload and strengthening some of their weaknesses because we find that well i i find you probably the same I find that a lot of people lack that connection with muscles. Uh, like they're just trying to like really move weight and therefore they don't really focus enough on that. I'm not saying you should only focus on that, but because they've been so far in one side, swinging them right to the other side for like a month and just focusing on contractions and uh, that sort of thing can, can have a really good effect with that reset of a diet. So it's like two things, a double whammy. And it just like, I find that that really helps with resetting everything for them. Yeah, it ties into our lag and body parts thing as well. Because yeah. again, that'll help with the, the fact your lag and body parts are probably coming from, the, well, they're definitely coming from the fact that you don't train that muscle group correctly. And part of that is probably you don't have a mind-muscle connection. So I'm, I'm big on like that first phase I basically treat with everyone is, is yeah, the same thing, just establishing mind-muscle connection because then I go hard out at workouts that are so focused on that. Mm. And if you just do that at the beginning, like the same thing that you're finding, people just have never focused on that before. Mm. And so, yeah, just like you said, that's a good time to get back on the, um, the just like meal plan or, oh no, well that, that ties into the, like just getting a one-off program as well. So if, if I just gave someone that 
first phase and said, there you go, do this. <clears throat> There's no way the results they get from that are going to be optimal because that phase is not built to aggressively build muscle or burn fat, the ones mm. that I'm giving them. You know, it's, it's built to set the foundations for that phase coming up. Exactly. And the people might be like, oh, well then just give me the really advanced phase. Problem is if I just give you the really advanced phase, you're not going to do it right. You're not doing it right. That's right. It's not going to do it. Your body's not primed to do that yet. Yeah. It's all steps into a, into a direction that's going towards your goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is just like a block that goes on top of another block. Dude, you know what? It just made me think about it in a certain way, which is like any training program is just going to take you one step further in a direction. So if you think you're one step away from your ideal physique, like yeah. the physique you're at right now, if you're like, you've got an ideal physique and if you're 98% there, then sick, maybe what you need is one meter route in one program. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. probably not there. You're like fucking many phases away from, from getting... So whatever program you get, just no matter how magical you think it is, it's going to it's gonna just bring you one step forward. Yeah. And you've got a lot of steps to go, son. <laughs> you know yeah so uh, and also like uh, what I want to kind of talk uh, unless you got anything to say on that Rick. Johnny no I was just more like that was largely on training but so much for diet as well yeah like it's not always just fat loss fat loss fat loss as well yeah. and some people just get caught up in that all they want is fat loss and things like that yeah and forget that like yeah there's blocks everything there's fat loss phases there's diet break phases that's right I mean yeah well on the, I mean in terms of setting up those aggressive phases like you were saying uh, Eddie with um, with giving them higher calories what you're doing there is setting up the diet the calorie intake and shit to be able to keep, put them through an aggressive fat loss phase after so yeah it's, it's all just building up to a certain building up it's just always nudging you're just always nudging in a specific direction that's what I keep telling people mm. but impossible to do with just buying a plan yeah that's right yeah yeah, what, I mean, yeah, exactly. You'd have to buy I mean, the plan may nudge you in the direction a little bit, but you're not looking to be nudged a little bit towards fat loss. You want to fucking... The thing is, like, we, we could make a lot more money by just selling someone... That, like, yeah. like, how many people do we turn away that just want a meal plan? That's right, heaps. But we could just make something that's fucking... resembles what they want and sell it yeah. for whatever, a hundred bucks or whatever, and make a lot more money, but it just doesn't work, so... Boy. It's, uh, it doesn't really fit in with, with our beliefs. That's right. Because our beliefs are doing, giving the, getting the people to their goal. And so we just know that meal plans don't work. We flat out tell people now. Yeah. That's for a meal plan. We say we don't do meal plans because they don't do shit, man. Like, yeah. that's not what you need. Yeah, exactly. I You're think right, almost right. like better would just be to have like a, instead of getting a meal plan, you just buy a consultation. Like, and then we can talk about everything you've been doing and then maybe, like, map out a plan, yeah, you know, just, overall, if you're not willing yeah. to actually do the actual coaching. At least you Some people are on a budget, I understand that. And that might... Because that way we can at least give you education. Yeah? yeah? I think that's, like, the most powerful thing. And that's... The, when I have clients, that's the one thing that I always try to give them is the education. Because I can tell them what to do, but... At the end of the day, the more they know, the better choices they make yeah. day to day. Like, it just becomes easier for them once they That's know, right. you know what I mean? Man, I, when people come to Strength Lab, I'm, I'm trying to tell most people as they start about what you're saying there so their mindset changes. So they know, like, the point, 
we don't see things as, oh, let's just get this person in. Like most PT studios, it's just, let's just get him in twice a week and just smash him for 45 minutes, yeah. cross our fingers and hope the body changes, you know what I mean? Where it's not like that for us. And our goal is to get people to the point where they don't need us. Mm. Yeah, That's what right. we're trying to do, but it takes a little while. Yeah, it takes, yeah. And everyone's going to be, that timeline will vary for everyone. Yeah. That'll catch up with other trainers though, like, who are just trying to get him in twice a week and smash him and stuff like that. This week I've started two people who have trainers outside of us, but are here for their nutrition coaching. Yeah. Because right, I don't yeah. trust their trainer with it. Yeah. They're a bit loyal to them still, so they want to be smashed by them in the gym. And um, Yeah, I've got a couple of people like that as well. They just they kept their session with their PT because they're like their friends now. But they just knew that that person isn't getting them towards that fat loss and muscle gain well, goal. Just go and have a coffee with them once a week. Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, I, I know, I know. It's funny what people do, man. Like they're going in and how funny is that I, I just feel like if I was that trainer I'd be like so it would be such a like I'd be like fuck man like it would feel so bad because what my clients are doing is they're going there they're putting their phone with the strength lab app in that trainer's hands going here run me through this because yeah. you know wouldn't you feel like fuck well yeah, you're, 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 you're just a phone yeah. jockey that's yeah, all that's you right, yeah, yeah, you're just a, yeah. but I don't know maybe that'll be a light bulb for that trainer yeah, oh, I'd better go out there and educate yeah, myself. They'll, they'll actually learn a bit from that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that, that would, they'll definitely get me thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. Um, but as well, a lot of the nutrition we do with people is, like, not only are we giving them the plans, adapting them as they go, but like you were saying before, we educate them as well. They get a far better understanding of why they're eating those foods, putting it in their body, what role they're playing in the body composition that they're getting. yeah. Which educating them, I don't know, I guess some people would think, oh, if I teach my clients everything, they'll just leave me because they know what to do. But no, <laughs> people will stick around for so much longer because they want to learn more. Yeah, that's right. But they have a yeah, far larger right. respect for you as well. Yeah. And it's also a hell of a lot easier to coach them once yeah, it's much that's right, man. they um, understand everything. Well, yeah, if your goals are aligned. I mean, like I said there with my, my boy Nami, who just started with this um, during the week. And we just sat down for half an hour in, in the office. Yeah, you're probably going to hear Jack snoring now, guys. He's just started. Maybe pick up where this is going. He's, he's, in, a, he's, in, so, yeah. he's in a deep REM at the moment. Yeah. He's going to start, his legs will start moving. He's going to be in a chase soon. So, yeah, me and Nam sat down. And I just taught him how to use my fitness pal and that. And bang, you know, now he knows. It's going to make the biggest difference. Yeah, and this is where I want to go. Because I also want to discuss in this topic, like, uh, meal plans versus flexible dieting. Mm. And how we all view that and go about that, and I'll start with myself. Um, yeah, I think like the education part of it, like I said, is a massive portion. And a lot of times, like you just did with, was it Nami? Nami, yeah. Yeah, Nami, like, uh, the first thing I'll actually go and do is send them away a lot of the time with my fitness pal and just get them to track their own food. Yeah. Get them using the app. And I think that's a, a, a non, like that's not a hard way. A lot of people are very apprehensive about jumping on, oh, I find my fitness pal or any other diet tracker or whatever. But just getting them to not actually do a diet and do their own diet and just track it, I find is a really easy way to transition into tracking macros. And then, you know, I'll get a few days of that and then I'll have a look over it with them and, you know, obviously shit's usually all over the place, but 
at least now they know how to use it. Like that's their, they've gone educated themselves in a really easy way on how to use the app. And then I'll start to make tweaks like, all right, let's set a protein goal for the next three days. I'll come back, they've hit all that. Then let's set a carb goal, let's set a fat goal, let's set a calorie goal. Until we've got all our ducks in a row. And that I find is the best way to get people into flexible dieting. If you just go, all right, I'm gonna teach you how to use this app, here are your macros. It's like 10 things they got to work out all at once. And they're just like, oh, fuck, this is annoying. I can't be fucked doing this. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of the time with me, when I have new clients come on board, I, like, for me, I just think meal plans are such a, a it's too rigid, yeah? Long term, you're not going to be able to follow, no one is going to be able to follow a meal plan long term. It's only time until you need to, you're in a situation where you're not unable to follow your plan. And in that situation, you have no education on what to eat anymore because you've just been following something blindly. So when people start, they often for some reason want a meal plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Does anyone know why that is? I get some people who... I they, think they, they love that routine. They yeah, love that. But I think that they think that the foods that you're going to give them are going to be some sort of magical foods that are going to do something. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because they're like, because I'm just like, look, it really doesn't matter like what you eat. It's more about the numbers. As long as we hit these certain goals and have these other hurdles like micronutrient intake, fiber, and stuff like that, um, there's really no difference. In fact, long term, you're going to have much more success with this. But they're, then they're like. No, I think I like want to know what you guys give and like yeah. what you you know I want to I want a meal plan and I'm like all right that's cool but usually f- from there I give them the meal plan and then I often give them a couple of meal plans with a few options and then they'll hit me up within the first two weeks saying oh I've got this coming up what do I do yeah and I'll be like all right well so you can track that day and just hit the macros when you try to do that then they'll come back and they'll go oh yeah that was sweet and then kind of like transition them that way into flexible dieting um, I think that that's another way that it happens big time with me as well yeah I think um, yeah so, so mine is probably similar except I don't um, I wait for them to ask me when are the meals changing yeah and then I tell them okay they're not I'm not <laughs> going to change them uh, but what you can do is learn my fitness pal so yeah. I just think because um, uh, when people come in there's heaps of that where they want a meal plan and um, a lot of the time my, my thinking is, okay, this person just like doesn't want to sit there and figure it out for themselves, mm. which is fine. I mean, they're, they're thinking they're going to come here and just pay me for a meal plan, which is fine. I'll give them one. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind a meal plan because it's easy to make because my meal plans are just white rice, meat, veggies, rice cakes, banana, honey. Like, it's all really easy for me to draw up, right? Mm-hmm. Then at least I know they're, they're eating like decent foods. We've covered, we're covering some bases. But the fact is, it's, it's no work for me, really, right? I just need to figure out the numbers then make the meal plan backwards from that. When I give it to them, I'm finding a lot of people I just they just love it and you know the people like you were saying Johnny you, you like that consistency yeah people so, just love to follow something yeah like, so I'm getting like I, again because my meal plans are easy food to make I, I reckon probably 70% of my guys and girls who have been with me for like months and months um, are still using a meal plan but then once they've been with me for a while they have an idea of how to track calories like it's, it's just come mm. uh, but I'd say for the other oh, probably like 30% of people for, for the other 30%, um, after, yeah, two weeks, it's exactly the same conversation. Hey, man, um, when are the meals going to change? Because they're sick of fucking rice and meat, right? Yeah. Which is fair enough. But um, 
But then at least now they've got the motivation because when I say to them, they're not, right? But um, you can learn my fitness pal and they're like, okay, see. At least now in their head, they're like, okay, I really got to learn. And then, and then if I learn, it's going to give me the freedom to eat whatever I want. Yeah. And then bang, they're picking it up. Like if you want to learn my fitness pal, it's actually not hard. Yeah, I feel like some people just do not give it a go. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people, and like initially it can be a bit of fiddling and uh, putting stuff in, changing numbers to get it all correct. But once you've done it for I reckon a week, yeah, it's, a week. it's so second nature and easy yeah. to do. But the thing I find with a lot of the people who want that strict meal plan and then turn around two weeks later is they're always they always ask me some question like, oh, I see this person like eating this shouldn't they be having like meat and rice and stuff or I see this person eating this usually actually it's my own Instagram yeah um, see, I've been having waffles or something yeah. and that's when they ask the question like why oh, yeah. are you having that and I'm eating this and then that's a real easy way to transition to flexible dieting yeah. and usually I'll start them with like just a meal so if they're one of those people who really love that strict meal plan I'll give them like the macros for a snack teach them how to use my fitness power and get them to do it up that way. Yeah, and then slowly just transition them into the rest of the day. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah, they've got more power and more uh, understanding of their food. And yeah, like Benny was saying, when things come up, they're able to handle those events a lot better. Yeah, it just needs to, it's, man, I mean, I suppose it's like any learning, yeah? Like if someone's telling you to do it and you're like CDF, then you won't, it, it's a lot harder yeah. than if you just know that you're gonna to wanna to do it. So as soon as the client wants to do it, it's, um. It's so easy and most people will transition to it naturally at some point and when they do, it does make it a lot easier, man. Because then one of the goals with us also is is bringing people, once we've got you like looking ripped, the goal is, like I said, always for you to not need us anymore. So we make sure that you can actually continue doing this by yourself and a big part of that is making sure that you know what the fuck you're doing with your macros. Yeah, I think... Um it's the education like seriously that's the biggest yeah. part it's not people sometimes view it as oh you're lazy you don't want to write a meal plan but literally like it takes me two seconds to write a meal yeah. plan yeah. it's not long at all yeah it's more for your benefit like yeah you're, you're paying us to do the work but you you also need to do work as well you know what I mean it's not yeah. just like well you can't pay you us can't, to go do the exercises you for can't you, fucking you know? be lazy with it you know what yeah. I mean so I, I put it on them to learn things, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they need to learn about what's going on yeah. for their own long-term success. That's right. Meal plans. Very good. No good. No good. No good. And be wary of anyone selling a one-off meal plan. Yeah. yeah. Warning, warning. Warning, warning, warning. That's right. That's right. Johnny? Yes? <laughs> Would you like a one-off meal plan, Andrew? <laughs> Jax, you want a one-stop meal plan? That's how bad meal plans are, that Jax has fallen asleep. <laughs> um, I just know right now that my delivery of protein is coming. And we're locked in the studio. Oh, yeah. He's pretty down there knocking. Oh, no. Last, last week it happened, too. Yeah, we're, we're in the recording studio, mm. a.k.a. The casting couch. The casting couch office, but we've locked the front door of the gym, so... We're not, by the way, we're saying that because these couches are black and they look like the car, not because of like some weird, in case you haven't seen, don't get the joke. It's not because we're sleazy or something, it's the couch. So, uh, do we move on to the next topic? Are we done with this? I think that topic is wrapped up. You wrapping it? 
Neil Patrick That's wrapped. Right. There's a pretty little bow on it, and it's Johnny, fucking Johnny under the tree. Johnny's the MC of this. Yeah, Johnny will wait for you to call this. Neil Plans are crap. There's success in longevity. There's success in longevity. Who said that? Johnny Young. Johnny Young. Quote. Look him up on Instagram. Give him a follow. I think I've been tracking. I've been tracking calories. I've been tracking macros since 2012. Oh, 2012. Yeah. 2012. How long was that? Six years. Yeah. Tracking your macros since then. Consistently, basically every day, tracking your macros. Yeah, I had a look back in my my fitness diary. No shit, huh? Yeah, and crazy. Keeps everything. It's so good. Yeah, I can see what I ate. In 2012. Mental. I think I can. I'm pretty sure I look back. You track your weekends? Track everything, bro, yeah. No shit, huh? Yeah. I've seen you actually, yeah. If it's at a cafe or something, you just get the closest sort of food. You sort yeah. Of guess. Yeah. And I, I swear, from that long that I've been doing it, uh, my guesses are so good, man. Like, my yeah, estimations no are sometimes, sometimes I just guess things and then I'll look it up. I was just about to say that. Like, that's one of the other good things about tracking macros and flexible diet you use so many different foods so frequently that you have such a good understanding of like what a plate looks like yeah. if you were to go to a restaurant or something and they yeah. said yeah you've got a good understanding of what that is um, to the point where there's some people who like if they're just gen pop keeping healthy don't have like too specific goal or anything they're probably just maybe maintaining training for yeah. keeping in shape they probably might not even have to track macros at that point yeah more intuitive style yeah they're able to be intuitive and smart about it yeah I, like I find that I could definitely do intuitive style of eating yeah I wouldn't have to track I'm, I'm I don't think I'd actually have to track anything if I didn't you want just to. enjoy it though don't you? Gotta, I just do it just to double make sure but like you love numbers. I really yeah, don't numbers. have to, yeah. Or at least you're conscious of numbers. Yeah, like... Or like a lot, so... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty in tune with what I'm eating. Yeah. Which is usually not a lot, unfortunately, for me. <laughs> yeah, very like that. Mm. I find I to track. I can't track anything. You can't track? You're not a tracker? No, like if I'm... You uh, definitely not on the weekends. You know what I mean? But I don't like numbers. It's, it's just completely in line with that. I just find it, yeah. I'm always more intuitive eating. But, but I, I don't even I don't even let my clients go on the weekend, bro. That's the fastest way to get shit results. Yeah, no, 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 go no. Whatever they want on the weekends. What What I was gonna say is my body is just um, is just um, like, um, just it works okay with it. I guess maybe I'm just in tune with what I'm eating. Yeah, so um, you are intuitively eating on the weekend. No, no, yeah, I'm intuitive. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I just always intuitively eat. And to be honest, now that I'm saying that, what I'm realizing is, in any day, I actually, if you ask me, um, I have a running number in my head mm. of how many grams roughly I've eaten of protein and a fat and then roughly how many carbs I've eaten. Yeah. So I actually am tracking, but it's just not on my phone. It's just yeah. in my head. It's a rough track. But I would not trust my clients to eat whatever they want on the weekend. No, fucking not. I want to see something on that. Not to be trusted. I want to see numbers on, the, on there. I don't care if it's an estimate, but I need to see something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, there's just nothing to kind of yeah, that's compare right. to. Yeah. yeah. A lot can go wrong as well, even in just one meal. Oh, like man, People who think you can't get fat from wrong. one meal, a yeah, lot can go wrong. Yeah, a lot yeah. can go wrong, yeah. man. A lot, you yeah. can undo your fucking... I wrote a post on this the other day, yeah, the cheat, the cheat meals, a lot can go wrong. You can do like... You can do your whole weekly deficit in one meal. You can, so people easily do 3,000, 2,000 calorie meals yeah, or you know afternoons or evenings say that's like your deficit done yeah, yeah. you haven't lost weight that week just for maybe yeah. that one meal so it's 
Cheat meals are very... Unless you can intuitively have a cheat meal. It's not really a cheat meal because you are tracking it in your head. But if you're like two, even a thousand or two thousand calories over your deficit, because a lot of the time you, your deficit would be around like two to three thousand for a week. Yeah. If you're aiming for like, you know, half a kilo a week or whatever, mm. slight deficit. Yeah, that will just completely undo that. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, are on low calories in inverted commas. Mm. It's like, you have people going, oh, like this person's not eating very much, but it's like that, you're probably having one or two meals on the weekend and it's like completely taking that average yeah. In, yeah. In, in a normal direction. So it's like, you can't just look at someone's meal plan, you know, without taking the whole week into perspective. Like if someone's eating, yeah, I don't know, a guy's eating 1600 calories a day, oh yeah, that looks low, but they're probably on the weekend fucking bringing that up to an average of 2,000 or 2-2 yeah. two, two or whatever. I think so. I did a post on this a while ago. It was for, it was for the, the weekend, like the people who died Monday to Friday and then mm. Saturday, Sunday are dark days. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was figure out your daily macros, times it by seven, then start tracking them Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then see what you've got left for Monday to Friday the following week. And people on that see you later. poverty calorie eating <laughs> yeah. chicken and a bit of spinach for the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah like literally, like I reckon if you're, if you're letting loose on the weekends, probably eating 1,500 calories a day for a guy for the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably still get you in a deficit. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, it's fucked how much you can fuck yourself up on a alcohol a day fucking eating. Yeah. So a lot of people don't look at it in a weekly thing. No. They look on like a daily. Oh, daily, I'm in a... 300, 500 calorie deficit daily. Mm. And they're like, oh, I've been doing that real well. And you add that up over the week and they get to the weekend. Yeah. I think that's, look, I think that is right there the biggest obstacle holding most people back from what they are now to where they want to be. Yeah. I Honestly, that's like the biggest problem I see is unplanned meals, untracked meals, not educating, not educated on like why that's happening and you know thinking that that having a couple of meals a week is is fine because like people have it in their head that they just can't hold it together for a whole week it's like it's just unheard of do you know what I mean like it's absolutely fucking unheard of to hold it together for one week and not eat anything bad like not even anything bad just anything not blow out you know what I mean but it's such an expectation now I find in the industry like there's so many people who are like it's an assumption at the end of the week there's a cheat meal. Yeah. Like it's a part of any dieting or fitness experience now is the cheat meal. Dude, you go to grilled, you get a meal, that's over a thousand calories. Yeah. For a healthy burger. For a healthy burger. And like, well you go anywhere for a burger say, that's going to be like 1500 calories say. Once you start dipping in the fucking mayo and you know what I mean? You start fucking... You know what I mean? Yeah, literally. See you later. There, yeah. That's huge. Like that's seriously like your deficit done. And I'm telling you, that's what most people are doing, and that's what most people cannot give up. They have some sort of like thing with it. Like it's just impossible for them to give it up. Yeah. And they and they they lash back about it. Like they're not. They they get really defensive when you try to take away their free meal. It's like it's the only thing that's keeping them sane. Look, man, I think for, I mean, for my clients, I actually, 90% of them, I'm saying, I don't try and take, I don't try and 
control what they're eating on the weekends. But as soon as the needle doesn't move in the right direction, man, I'll, I'll put I'll put people on real low calories and they'll know, I'm telling them, mm. you're on these low calories because you're eating fucking heaps on the weekend. Yeah. And so these I'm having to dump these this slow Monday to Friday because you're choosing to do that. So it'd be a lot better if you stopped doing that. But if they say to me, nah, man, I've got a life, I've got to see my mates and that, yeah. I'll say, fine, that's fine, no worries. Yeah, it comes down to your, your age, your goals, your you know, wherever you're at in life. Like, I'm talking... But a lot of people don't... Yeah, but, but, but to your point is, like, once I've told them that, then, okay, it's their choice. And I'm sure it's the same for you. When you're telling them that, and then, yeah. yeah, fine, it's their choice. But a lot of people just don't know. They don't realise, which is what we're saying here. Like, yeah. Like, if we didn't tell them that, they would think, oh, I've got metabolic damage or something. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> got metabolic damage. You're fucking eating burgers all weekend, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> KFC scratching their head trying to look at their diet and figure out what's going on. They're eating like a Zingerberg. Like, what the fuck could be wrong with my metabolism, man? Reading articles online. Gotta call Lady on, you know. Hey, man, I on the phone to Lady. Oh, fuck, man. So, yeah, honestly, like, if you ask me what is the biggest problem with people back, that's that is it. Honestly, it's not the training, it's not anything else. That is it. Well, that's where it, that's where it ties back to the flexible dieting, though. If you understand that and, like, you want to have that meal on the weekend, you understand how to track and do that, you can put that meal in. Like, you can put grilled in or whatever the yeah. hell you want, adjust right. the day around And watch it. how hard your day is. Like, not how hard it is, but watch how much less you're eating that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you, it's a real eye-opener. Yeah. Like, um, like, me and Johnny, we went for, what did we do for waffles? Waffles? The other day? Brunch? Weeks ago? This, over a month ago. It wasn't that long ago. I don't go anywhere with you ago. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's too busy with his girlfriend. Every time oh, I call him up. Hey, like, hey, hey, we don't want to bring that up on the podcast, bro. That's personal information. Like, seriously, every time I go, oh, I've got a date tonight. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, Sorry, I can't believe anyway, that know. one time I got a spot in Johnny's fucking diary, we went for waffles. <laughs> And that was about okay, uh, let's that do was a, about a thousand calories. Let's do a round table and we all give one piece of personal information. You ready? I don't even know what to give though. Ready, Johnny? You want me to go first? Yes, the people want to know, man. On a Thank you, Bill Plant. Here's here's the interesting part of the podcast, everyone. Go. On a, on a, I've got nothing to say. On a daily <laughs> basis, I think about hitting Andy in the face. <laughs> well, that's, that's not good. good. On we a daily basis, I try to work out ways to think <laughs> yeah. how is Johnny going to try and hit me in the face. Yeah. No shit. I don't know, I've got no, um, I can give any personal information. I know, that's why we can't think of anything, because we're an open book, that's why. I'm sure I've got some big dark secret. Oh, yeah. You've got plenty. You've got plenty. Nah! Nah, you're not anymore, I'm boring now, I think. Johnny's the young buck, Johnny's the exciting one now. I'm old, I'm 30, how old are you? 26. Aren't you? Are you 26? 25. 25. 25. How how life how good would life be at 25? Imagine that. Oh my god. Explain to us how good life is. What's going on in life, Johnny? Tell us. Doing everything for the first time. Tell us. Do you know how good life is a 25 year old is when you're stuck with two blokes over 30? <laughs> we're um, we're trying to find out how good yeah. life is, but you won't tell us. It's full of new experiences. Like what? Okay, no, it's because it was too identifying before. Oh, was I? Me? I was or he was? It was too identifying, the thing. So we should have said, how's that new bird that you were <laughs> I think I said that exact word. No, that's too identifying. No, no, because you, because you're, you get direct information. Okay. It took me like 15 minutes to calm down before and join the meal plan conversation. Okay, all right, all right. 
He's oh. still white now. Okay, so... Um, lagging body parts. <laughs> lagging body parts. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to the same Stay on the edge of your seats, fellas. We nearly cracked it. We nearly got it. Just so We're far from it. <laughs> lagging body parts. Yes. Alright, lagging body parts. We even start to approach this. When to do it? How'd you get there? Um, lagging body parts. Alright. From the many, many people that I've coached. Mm. All seven? All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> In the last ten years. Very consistent. I see players. a direct <laughs> correlation with mobility, form, slash technique, and what's not developed, and, and structure of the body. Mm-hmm. So like, something like so something's overdeveloped that's taking over in a lift or something like that they're the, they're the, like it's a, i had a, a one of my clients one of my online clients come in uh a few weeks ago she's a figure competitor glutes are a weakness and she's been getting a sore back as well so we told her come in we'll, we'll look at like your movement and mobility Straight away, I saw why we had a weakness. Like the, the squat technique was just. Uh, straight away, I saw why the back was why the back was hurting for poor girl and um, why we were having trouble developing the glutes. Just because flat out we just weren't using them. No shit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously we know that like glute activation is is strongly correlated with not hurting your back. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like right. when, yeah. when when you it's squat, right. if you're not using your glutes, what are you using really to like your quads move? and your lower back? Yeah, basically. your quads and your lower back. That's right. So I, I find that that is a massive issue when we're looking at lagging body parts, and that's often the first thing that I'll look at. Like, how are they moving in that um, area? So it's like it's a pushing movement. Like, what's happening? How, you know, are they? say for chest development are they to have the shoulders back do you know what I mean because if, if their shoulders are doing all the work then obviously their chest is not going to work and sometimes like with just people that just have big shoulders and a small chest we really need to look at like the direction in which you're pushing as well because if you're going to start doing incline presses and stuff like that mm, don't know if that's going to probably be the best thing for you even though you might not have an upper chest yeah. very very hard to take overactive muscles out of the picture with a movement like that yeah so yeah. you might use dips you might use isolation movements like flies and things like that to really start to take the shoulders out of uh, out of the movement say for like an yeah. upper chest or chest um, development even yeah. um if more so on chest particularly even changing the equipment you're using for it and most common is people are married to the barbell bench press. Yeah. They're married to it and, you know, they may have 100, 120 kilo bench, but you put them, you know, with some dumbbells and that number, I mean, it's nine times out of 10 will decrease naturally going to dumbbells, say in this case for your uh, chest press. Mm. But for guys who have always barbell bench pressed and never touched the dumbbells or anything, that's a big drop because suddenly they can't stabilize both sides on their own. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, the main movements that people use are really crap for trying to direct attention onto the target muscle. 
And if you don't happen to be lucky enough to be using that already, then good luck to you. It's not going to work. So the bench press is sick for someone who has the structure and are you doing a form where the chest is doing the bulk of the work. But if someone's come in and all they're using is their delts and their triceps, um, it's going to be so much harder to get them to actually just start doing that bench press correctly rather than just move to a different movement. Yeah, so you almost you almost need to improve their posture, uh, get them doing different exercises that will catch their chest up a little bit and then they might be all right to go back to that. It's like you need to fix yeah, the structure. That's right, that's right. So there's nothing wrong with those, but those movements are fucking magic. Hey, if you happen to be able, if you happen to have been coached well and so you use your pecs primarily on the bench press and you're a bodybuilder, then the bench press is fucking sick. Uh, and the same thing goes for like squats if, if you're using them for your glutes or whatever. But if you happen to be using your quads, it's fun. So when someone comes in who hasn't been coached properly by anyone, and that means even if you had a PT, you probably fall in that boat. If you've got a lagging body part, it probably isn't because you didn't dedicate enough time to it in the gym because you're probably dedicating even time to everything because most people know to do that. So if you had a chest day, chest and triceps day you probably had a back and biceps day and you had a legs day like it's not like you were leaving it behind in your programming the problem is when you were supposed to be training it you probably weren't training it so you yeah. it's not that you didn't have enough chest days for the last few years you did you're probably doing it twice a, a week you w- went to the gym thinking you were doing chest but because you were just doing bench press and a shitty incline dumbbell when you thought you were doing chest you were actually just doing shoulders and triceps yeah. so it's so you're um, strengthening your strength yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And those big compound lifts that people love, uh, the uh, if if you want to go in and get your body to just use what it's already strong with, the best things to do are fucking barbell big compound lifts. Then, yeah, I think like one one because anyone with a weak point suggests that they have some sort of physique already. Yeah. yeah so right, yeah. then is like time to bring balance. Yeah. Yeah. Like for a, a beginner, yeah. All right, compound lifts. Yeah. Are really good. But if you have a physique and then you have weak points, you've probably been doing all the, the standard compounds throughout your training career. Yeah. And they're obviously still causing you to have the same shape, which yeah, has right. weaknesses. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just you're just doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So you you need to yeah then start to look at like you said, Ricky, targeting different things. Yeah. And like when we get if we get someone in here if they've got if they've got a quad weakness, we might change the way that they're squatting and decide to keep that in there. So it's not like we'll get, like these, com- I just sometimes I talk down these compound movements. I don't want people to think that, that I'm like saying they're not good. They're fucking good, but it's just, you, you really gotta make sure that, look man, they, they're fucking good, which is why you've got such well-developed shoulders and triceps, because the bench press is really good. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, it was really good for your shoulders and triceps, you know, so, and same thing goes for your squat, for your fucking, your quads and, and you know, whatever else. So, the, um, you just gotta make sure that the movement you're doing is, is hitting the muscle that you want. I just think, yeah, you, like having a squat pattern in your program is important. Yeah. Whether, I think we talked about this the other week. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a barbell or a hack or a fucking, mm. I don't see the difference. As long as you're with just a, progressing with one of them. Oh, with a between a barbell yeah, and a hack squat. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, me and Johnny were talking about this <laughs> yesterday because I put hack squats into his program. Yeah. They're fucking mad. Like, yeah, they're sick. It's such a good exercise because you don't need to focus on so many other factors. Yeah. You just really put that 
focus into your legs and you're not worrying about side to side movement or you know counterbalance or fucking any any, yeah, any yeah. St- stabilization or anything like that and that's yeah. that's more talking like exercise selection for your lagging body parts yeah. and, and, and like that's still saying, a, a compound the big that's still a big compound yeah aren't the big like the basic barbell compounds aren't maybe your best option for lagging body parts yeah well it's, it's like with the hack like the, the <coughs> we're saying that the hack and the barbell squat like are basically the same but when it comes to leg development that's what's better like it's actually better because yeah. of all the reasons you just said you're not yeah. focusing on all that bullshit so yeah if your goal is to be fuck man if someone said my goal is to be like strong for life then like maybe i would choose a barbell squat over a squat. but people no, like, listen, don't even think bro think about like even if you look at if you want longevity as well in, in the sport of bodybuilding or just recreational bodybuilding, whatever, man, look at like some of the, the, the yeah, tyrants true. like Dexter Jackson, all these guys that are pros and they're in their, you know, fifties or something. Yeah. They don't only use machines, man. Yeah, it's true. Because like, what's safe? What's safer? Yeah. And is, you know, the, the benefit to risk ratio of doing a, bo- a barbell squat over like you know, a machine squat or a hack squat or whatever sort of squat. There's a really fucking minimal difference, man. Have you seen it's a funny video um, Arnie puts up now from Goals? Always on a machine. Yeah, always Him on and, a machine. Him um, and, oh, what's he training? Who's he training with? Little bloke. Franco. Franco. Um, always on machines. Yeah, always on machines. So, yeah. like, I, I think a lot of people put too much weight into the, you know, the standard compounds. And yeah, they might. I, I honestly think they're a really good place to start because I think everyone should know how to do them. Mm. But if, if, and only if, and only if you don't like them, also if they're causing you to creating that imbalance with your body, or you just simply don't like them because, like yeah. you, like Ricky, you're not a big fan of them. Yeah, like, no. just for yourself. Oh, yeah. For your clients, yeah. you got deadlifts and shit like that. And for yeah. me, I'm not. A, I, you won't ever see me have a deadlift in my own program, or many of the programs that I write. Yeah. Uh, some for, for some clients, I do. If I if I'm confident on that, they can do them well. But um, yeah, it just comes down to like I think what you like and what you like to follow is way more important than. Yeah. Doing something that you just can't be fucked and don't like. It's like true, you're going to follow it you're going to progress true. faster you're going to fix imbalances if that's creating the problem as well so yeah. uh, as long as you are doing a, a, I think a squatting movement is important I couldn't give a fuck with what a time to be honest I'm not a big fan of leg press I mean I have it in program as like supplementary kind of exercise but I don't think it's the same yeah I don't really like a leg press either <coughs> I use it there again to get some volume in there yeah same it's a good way to get uh, accumulate See, fatigue and volume and, and this is something again where squats particularly um, which I, I don't like for a specific reason um, I'll use barbell back squats very very rarely in my class programs deadlifts I think we spoke about it last week and I realised basically all my girls are deadlifting I think we said this last week yeah well most of my girls are deadlifting as well yeah, but I don't get too good. many gen pops on the deadlift not like I'll get a lot of competitors and a lot of more intermediate advanced people on deadlifts but and then like if they're gym pop and I'm training them personally, yes, I'll coach them on deadlifts, but... Mm. Oh yeah, I never write a deadlift for someone who I'm not having a training session yeah. with. Yeah. 
But Gen Pop for me, I actually do like getting them on deadlifts just because when, when they come, like if they come in here, if they come in here, generally when someone's having their first session with me, the first thing I test for is a deadlift. Because um, what I find is more often than not, they actually surprise me. They can get into position pretty good. Mm. If you can get into position for a deadlift good, what I'm not doing is getting them to do five rep maxes or three yeah, rep maxes yeah, okay. or some shit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and so I find if you're doing them not, and also I get them not to go to failure. So when you're not doing them to failure and the form is good, they're a pretty good bang for your buck movement. The reason I like them better than squats, and basically almost no one that I have does heavy squats, is because once you've done squats, if you're done properly, once you've done squats, you're fucking done for the day, man. Mm. Like, good luck putting effort into any, any other lifts if you're doing properly. So, for that reason, and, and the thing is, the, like, the pros just aren't there. Whereas with deadlifts, yeah, it's still, it can be taxing, like, for your system, but it's coming with a lot of pros. So, squ- squats are, are hardly ever used, and I think bench press is actually pretty similar there as well. Um, I'm not using bench press fucking heaps for people. Just for the same sort of reason. I, I don't know if you guys are the same, if you use... Uh, I use squats a lot yeah. with with my clients, but yeah, provided provided they can do them. Like a barbell back squat. Yeah, Sorry guys, my dog is just getting up onto the couch. To come to join the podcast. Come here, buddy. Good boy, he wants a bit of a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't... Yeah, I, I use both. Look, I honestly yeah. use both, but I, it's has to be the right situation, yeah. yeah. I just thought, yeah, well, people, well, and another thing, actually, another reason why squats aren't in there is mainly because when I test people, we go through deadlifts, eight times out of 10, I can actually coach a pretty good deadlift with someone pretty easily in that first session. Um, but eight times out of 10, I've got no hope with the squat. Because there's so many, mobi- with the deadlifts, it's, it's just they need to learn how to get their body in position. Yeah. With a squat, it's like their ankles can't, aren't mobile enough, their knees are fucked up, their hips aren't open enough, their groin's mm-hmm. too tight. And so I just don't, I just, I'm just like, fuck it, I just don't use it. Yeah. What do you do, Johnny? You use them both? I use them both. I definitely use them both. But the same as what you were saying before, if someone's not training with me, I won't put it in a program for them. I'll only ever consider it if they will send me a video of them doing like heavy squats or deads or something. Oh, yeah. And then I'll consider it putting it in a program. But no, I've just seen too many bad deadlifts and too many bad squats yeah. for them to say oh yeah, yeah I can squat dead they're, they're sweet and just put it in a program <laughs> and I hope it's going for the best because then like I don't know I'll see oh, they'll come in maybe a month later for a check in and I'll get them to do a dead and it's like the ugliest thing I've yeah. seen it's like the exorcism yeah. or something but yeah it's, it's also <laughs> like it looks good up until the point where they hit that area where things start to get a bit harder to progress and then I just find that they fuck themselves up doing it yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, and that's yeah. that's a skill people form. try to progress too fast I think with these things it's a skill form in itself like to go heavy on a movement but maintain your form and everything like not just yeah. getting under a bar or pulling a bar like I'm getting this from A to B regardless of what I look like like it's an art form and a skill in itself to push yourself to those heavy true 3 rep maxes 5 rep maxes under a heavy load while maintaining your form like that yeah. is something that like you almost have to teach and practice. That's right, yeah. And where a lot of uh, lagging body parts and imbalances can either occur or uh, be exacerbated is, yeah, under heavy loads. Like, yeah, the body's just going in all sorts of positions to get that up. Um, like, benches, the chest is long gone and the shoulders just yeah. forcing that thing in the air. Yeah. Because um, people don't know how to lift heavy while holding their form. 
usually yeah. because yeah, they're rushing that progression. And that, that's that's why I just don't always put deadlifts in because if like I feel like if it's over eight or so for deadlifts, it's it's not an exercise that's really done well in a, over eight reps. I don't think, or even over less than that. Probably. For me, it's purely dependent on the client. Yeah. Because I've had people who are more than capable of going heavy. Yeah. Um, what was his name? We used to have um big guy down here and he was ripping 1RMs and stuff and he could hold his body yeah it's no a 1RM but I'm saying like would you give a 20RM in a deadlift to him I would have yeah Yeah. to him I would have yeah so I use high rep deads but the thing is it's with a lot of metabolic works they're not going to their it's not their 20RM you know it's just like mm. it's like well within their range they just try and get the heart rate up and shit like that I use I use some higher rep deads I think, and, and you've seen actually how many um, variants of deadlifts I've got in our um, training program as well. So I like the variants, whether it's deficit deads, rack pulls, yeah, snatch grip yeah. deads, whatever it is. So they're useful women, but again, I mean, the point still stands, man. If someone, <clears throat> the fact, the point is, we're not talking about what people who we're programming for should be doing. Mm. We're talking about people who are listening, and the people who are listening are probably going in on leg day, all their efforts on squats and deads, and they're wondering why they're still are lagging body parts, you know? Mm. <clears throat> so to get back on that yeah you need more focus work on the um, and priority on that lagging body yeah. part so especially if you're grouping muscle groups for a session maybe you're on like a push pull legs or something or even upper lower splits and stuff and you've got a lagging body part don't leave that for the last thing you train yeah. in the gym because A if you know it's your lagging body part and you're not all that confident with it there's a good chance you'll just walk out of the gym before doing it yeah B your body's already gassed done and can't fully get the best out of those movements you're doing for it. So prioritize it. If there's something lagging, that needs to come as the first thing you do when you get into the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And then also, yeah, concentrate on on isolating it. Trying to, even if it is a compound move or something, you know, just really finding that movement that uses it well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That, and that's where like, you know, small variations in squats and where what you do a squat on like from a pack or a barbell, they all have their, I think, slightly different benefits yeah. in terms of activation. Um, so that that's also something that I'll, I'll use. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then actually, I mean, with the lagging body part, I do want to touch on frequency because most people will think that's what... The, the thing is, most people will... The first thing they'll look at is frequency. So that is wrong because probably you're not training it right. So first thing you do is start training it correctly. And then beyond that, once you start doing that right, then you can bring the thing about frequency, I think. Um, and maybe right now you're just training each body part once a week. So maybe then you bring it up to two or three times per week, spread it through the week. But I think most people would go, if they've got a lagging body part, a lot of people would ignore everything we've said, just take their normal day that they're doing for that body part and just start doing that two or three times a week. Mm. And so that, that's, that's done. Yeah, I think, like, for me before adding volume in any sort of way, like by frequency or just adding more exercises or even adding weight. So any of those factors of volume, adding volume, I would be looking at like rep quality first. Mm. So is what you're doing now, because so, like, say if you're doing a bench press right now, three sets of 10 say. So if you come back the next week and you do three sets of 10 with like a much better connection with your chest, uh, or say even like the tempos are a tiny bit slower that's 
progression there. Like you, you know what I mean? So like that's yeah. more time under tension or, so using the same load, but you're doing it with more time or more uh, focus on the muscle. I feel like that's progression in itself. So I, I always look at how the movement's being done, the quality of the reps. If the quality of the reps is there, then I will add volume. And I find a lot of time the quality of the reps not there. Yeah, almost that's, every time. Generally, every time, yeah. That's generally how they got to that. Yeah, the quality the of the rep, like, so people go to add more, and if you don't, I suppose that is a good solution if you don't know about rep quality. Yeah. Because I suppose all you can do is just do more of shit quality, yeah. and then eventually, because like, if you're doing something with better quality, the tension for that set is going to be more intense and longer, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So, without, if you're just doing it with shit focus, adding more is, all you're doing is making it more time under tension, but just like yeah. smaller, smaller bouts of shitter, in, you know, yeah, focus, right, you yeah, know what I mean? Right, 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 so right. It's, it's still adding up time under tension, adding up volume, but you can do that with just what you're already doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you actually problem. just improve the rep quality. So I think, and I think a lot of bad rep quality comes from people trying to progress too fast. They, they try to progress too fast and therefore they lose that quality tension yeah. with, with the muscle, especially on isolation exercises. People try to progress too fast yeah. in isolation. With a squat, yeah, all right, you, you, it's not really an isolation, it's not, it's not an isolation movement at all. So you, you are trying to like move weight, but especially when it comes down to those isolation exercises, arms and shit like that, and leg curls, leg extensions, any isolation movement, progress is fucking slow. That's right. Yeah? yeah. If you go from a bicep curl of 10 to 12.5, that is like a 20% increase. Yeah. In just that one jump. There's no way to make a smaller jump, yeah? Yeah. So, that making that jump can often completely fuck up your, your quality of your reps for a long time, forever. So, you, you, you're looking at like, okay, I did a set with 10s and I got the 10 that I needed. Can I improve the quality of those reps before I jump up to 12.5? Or can I do 12 reps before yeah, jumping up yeah. to 12.5? Or, you know, often I'll increase the reps as well or slow down the tempo. So then when you do jump to 12.5, you're doing quality as well. And then, because once you lose that quality, Go on. You don't really get it back unless you take a step back again. You know what I mean? And often people don't like to take step back, steps back. So, yeah, I find that that's a big one for people just losing it. They start off with the best intentions, literally, intentions, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then they just slowly over a training phase or over their, their training life, um, just start to lose it. And then by the time they get to us, they're not getting the result and... Yeah, it's pretty much take a step back. We understand that you're going to progress slower. We're tying it all the way back to the beginning when we're talking about not just selling plans and stuff like that, both meal and workout. That's like usually what happens a lot though. In a first phase with me, progression, I'm looking in that first phase, a lot of the progression I'm looking for is tempo and reps. Yep. I'm looking for them to add reps or slow down the tempo of that movement across that first phase. And that's generally probably a more higher rep, high volume phase. So that when they move to their next training phase, I may introduce lower reps with a heavier load, but they can now handle, say in this case, curling 12.5s for less reps. 
but maintaining the tempo and control. Yeah. Uh, sorry, tempo and less reps. Yeah. yeah. And I think like 80, 90% of people seriously like just don't take advantage of about half of the rep, of every rep. Yeah? Like they, they go down to the bottom of the bicep curl and then that first part is just like momentum. The yeah. first like 20% of the lift and then it's like te- you get that tension yeah. coming in. So I, I honestly just take people back and just like from the very start of the rep, are you using your bicep to lift it? If not, you are definitely lacking quality. And then, like, if you're using momentum for that first twenty percent, it's transferring into the rest of the rep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. we always say to start slow with the rep and yeah. accelerate through the movement. Yes, I agree that moving weight with the most amount of force is going to um, use the most amount of muscle fibers. But I think that's m- misrepresented like, you know, misinterpreted with a lot of people where they just think, I just need to move the weight as fast as I can. But I think you actually need to make the muscle um, connect first and then move it as fast as you can, yeah? Not like just bounce it off your chest and try to move a bench press. You actually need to get the tension on the chest and then accelerate as fast as you can. If you're doing that, then you're putting putting the most amount of fibers under fucking stress you know what I mean yeah. but if you're going down and just bouncing off your chest and pushing it yeah. yeah you're moving the weight fast and that you know some people misinterpret that as oh yeah I'm using the most amount of fibres yeah that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, right yeah. it's two, that's what I was going to say it's just two completely different things two so completely different things it's true that you need like it's true you want to contract the most amount of fibres explosively with at least one movement on a day for a specific body part that's completely that's saying completely, something completely different to Move the barbell as quickly as you can. Yeah, uh, and and I think and like uh, I don't know what they I haven't looked into the studies on this because the studies do show that you do use more fibers with more acceleration. Yeah. But yeah, I always want I haven't looked exactly what movements they were using and yeah, if if they're looking into that minutiae of it. And and again, man, it's like they're probably taking some retard. If you get a retard to do. To push a bar really fast on a bench press, they're probably going to use more of a chest than if that same retard, <laughs> you know, so didn't, didn't do it, didn't do it explosively. But the point, but the point is that's still missing. The point, they're still, I think they're still like getting they're not optimizing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think um, they're not optimizing it. Yeah, there's there's levels of connection there, yeah. one muscle connection that it's and it's it's hard to teach. Mm. it's a hard thing yeah. to teach people and the best way to teach people is just through tempo like slowing things down is the best way to teach them because you can't get them to can like you know what I mean you can't yeah. explain how to do certain stuff so slowing things down is the best way to learn I think yeah and that's why I'm going back to going full circle with back to that first training phase it's really what I'm doing activation like yeah. I mean, even in my more advanced competitive programs, there's always at the beginning a, a something where I'm getting that person to just pump that muscle with as much blood as we can because that gives them a mind-muscle connection. Or I'll start with, sometimes I'll start with a stretch movement. If the person has trouble contracting a muscle, I'll always get them to start with a movement where that muscle is in a stretch position because then they at least know where they need to be pulling from. You know what I mean? They can mm. feel where they need to be contracting from. Something like that before I go into the explosive movement. No matter how long a dude's been doing that, that's still in all their programs. So mm. it's it's something you never lose. If you just go in there, if you just fresh off 
if you just fresh off the bat go and get under a bench press and start bench pressing I feel like just the activation is, is just never there as good as if you you know mm. get pumped first with some flies or something like that yeah, <coughs> I, yeah some people will argue that it's gonna like accumulate too much fatigue and then you you really won't be able to put your best lifts up but personally like I've got some of my best lifts up when I've been a lot like when I'm not pre-fatigued, but done, yeah, like some flies and stuff like that, just to, yeah. you know, get some blood yeah. warmth into the muscle. Even if I do like warm up bench sets, I, I don't know. I always find that I would bench better if I've done like four sets of flies. Even if they're hard, like even if I've gone relatively close to failure with them, yeah, man. I, I think find that, that I can lift more, and I, I don't know if it's just because I'm old, but I, I say because of that, I, I've always lifted better with like a really good I don't even know if you call that a warm up but when yeah. I'm you know relatively fatigued man I think it's true I think your body just moves better you get more warmth in the joints you got more surrounding muscles working and I, I honestly like if, I, if I'm thinking back my compound movements are always smoothest when I've done a couple of proper exercises before yeah not just like warm ups like just like you say going pretty close to failure people just underestimate how people overestimate how hard an individual set is going to be in their workout mm. and then underestimate how quickly you can recover yeah and, and like when I when I've trained with like power lifters and stuff like that or coached by power lifters they have the complete opposite thought process to that yeah like they want you to like do the least amount of warm ups so you can perform the best for that lift yeah. but Personally, and, I, and everyone's different. Some people can get under heavy weights relatively quickly and, and their central nervous system fires up and everything fires up. So I, I suppose it is person dependent. But for me, I, man, I feel like shit. If, you, if I do like, say like the bar, 60 kilos, 100 kilo squat, I will fucking do way less reps than yeah, if I've yeah. done like plenty of warm ups leading yeah, up to that. And yeah. maybe even leg extensions before that. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll put, like, I, I, we were talking about squats and deads, but just for fun, sometimes I will still squat, because, uh, like, heavy, because it's a little bit of fun sometimes, if it's not often. <laughs> anyway, I did that earlier in last week, and before I'd done, like, fucking proper leg extensions, hammy curls, both pretty much close to, fa- like, not quite failure, but seriously, one rep left in the tank, mm. and some, um, and some split squats. Again, one left rep, rep left in the tank. Then I thought, okay, I'll squat now just for a bit of fun. And it was smooth as butter. I was getting up good numbers. Yeah. Just because I was like open and smooth. And- yeah, oh, and, man, like often I've done squat, like I, some, sometimes I'll just like flip my program, say, and in the past and do like squats at the end and do everything maybe backwards just for yeah. a bit of fun. And I've, I haven't really noticed that much diminish in my, and this is like right at the end of a fucking yeah. high volume, you know what I mean? I haven't really noticed that much diminishment in the in the amount of load that I can squat which is yeah it's yeah. pretty interesting eh look man it could I mean that could come back to um the level of effort I'm putting into my pre-workout nutrition as well because mm. I'm fine like <clears throat> if I'm when I write a workout for myself I'm not assuming that I'll be drained by the end yeah I'm still I'm still assuming I'm going hard as fuck towards the end and if I find that I'm getting drained then I adjust the what's coming in, in around my workout even whether it's just having some dextrose in my workout or something like that. So from like a system standpoint, I'm not that fatigued towards the end of the day. And so towards the end of the workout. And so from just a muscular perspective, I think people underestimate 
just how quickly they actually can recover to go again. Like it doesn't actually take that long. Yeah. When you're doing like like low rep strength movements, it um, you, you take the proper rest times and you'll be able to get good numbers up. Mm. See, with all that, I'm the opposite. So you'll... I can jump under a bar, couple of warm-up sets, and then have my best heavy sets, particularly like squats, dead bench, big compound movements. If I do like, say, flies or leg extensions, isolations first, or even if I put them like towards the end of the program, I see a significant diminish. Yeah, it must be like a muscle fiber thing though, bro. Like yeah, a muscle yeah, fiber yeah. makeup or something like that. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, I think everyone's different with that when it comes yeah. to that. And Eric and I might have, I don't know, more slow Slow twitch twitch, or something like that, but... Actually, it would also make sense because the kind of person who self-selects for powerlifting because they happen to be good at it... Yeah. ...is the sort of person where that sort of model wouldn't work. But I guess, yeah, we're we're always talking about from the perspective of bodybuilding here, really, rather than powerlifting. From the perspective perspective of bodybuilding, it, um... Yeah, you just need to find out for yourself what works better. Yeah, I think you need to find out. If you like Johnny and you, you... I would put in a better effort at the beginning to do that, but... Well, I've always come from more of an athletic, like my lead up to gym and stuff. I really only took up bodybuilding or that style more seriously. Like I always dabbled with it a bit, but I only took that more seriously probably the past three or four years, probably the last three years. Before that, I always came up from a very heavy sporting background, lots of basketball, stuff like that. (coughs) Yeah, I guess that plays into it as well. Plays a lot into it. Um, yeah. and when I originally started going to the gym it was very sport performance based stuff as well yeah. you come from a, a very heavy history of doing your knees playing basketball <laughs> I don't come from a heavy history I just come from a really horrible past 12 months <laughs> if you don't know guys Johnny has done his knee about 50 times uh, that's <laughs> the same exact same way that's not fair I've done my knee twice my hamstring once and ankles 700 yeah, it's, it's a very frustrating Thing for a coach because every time he starts doing something he does his knee or his ankle or his arm doing the exact same thing though not yeah. with some new activity he doesn't learn same from activity. the past he just goes and does it again just bang the basketball when's the next game of basketball happening when I'm still getting on the court this Sunday this Sunday no I'm not getting on the court please do not <laughs> when's your competition Johnny uh Feb February. February. Yeah, uh, Arnold qualifier is the first comp. Ooh. 23rd of February. Let's talk a bit about that, Johnny. Tell us. Yeah, what's going on what's with that? The, what's the deal? We've been dieting for three, three, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks now. And you've been out for about 16 cheat meals. Did <laughs> <laughs> you good, see yeah. that setup coming? I saw that setup coming from far away. Johnny's love life is getting in the way of his fucking prep at the moment. Well, so. wait, it actually is. That's actually a fair call. It actually has been your love life. Are you going to be able to balance your new love life with this comprat? This is a serious question. And I'm, and I'm getting you to say it on air because I want you to, I want, I want you to hold to this. I will 100% be competing at the Arnold qualifiers. You're 100%. You heard 100%. it, ladies and gentlemen. But Ricky, are you hearing this? Now, You're listen, a can I say this because Arnold with it, but this is actually relevant for people. So how will you balance that with your love life? How will you balance that with your love slash love life? With your life slash love life? About just my life. Just uh, slash love life, because I like saying that. 
that would 100% come back to the first topic of meal plans being shit and flexible dieting. Interesting. What Does is? sex affect your knee? That's a good question. Wouldn't know I'm not having any. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's giving us an insight into exactly how well you're doing. <laughs> that's a good roundabout way to hear how that date went. That was very good. Very good. Nah, seriously, so you're doing the, you're doing the, what is it, February 12th? February 23rd. February 23rd, Arnold Qualifier, that's in Melbourne. It's in Melbourne. Melbourne. And then two weeks later, we have the Arnolds. We have 14 weeks to the qualifier. And sixteen weeks till the Arnold's. Sick. Um, and we're doing bodybuilding, right? We're doing the goal is under eighty bodybuilding. Under eighty bodybuilding. So we've got to squeeze this man into the under eighty bodybuilding. I'm gonna be like Chris Aceto. That's sick, dude. What is he now? What are you now? Ninety. Ninety. Ten. Sorry, eleven kilos. Ele- yeah, eleven kilos. Eleven point nine. Ten point one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Coming in eighty nine point nine. Ten point one. Yeah. Ten point no, nine. not eighty nine. Um, 79.9. 10.1 kilos, okay. So this, this prep's going to be a lot about leg development because you've obviously your knee has had a lot of issues in the past. Yeah, so I, I suppose, like I suppose that's up pretty quick though, bro. Like, I feel like that's probably something we probably should have discussed in um, lagging body parts. <laughs> yeah, well, this is like just a bit of... Is, um, yeah, from both my knee injuries, I saw a lot of wastage in my left leg. So um, oh, I think it's coming up from like your legs are looking like they're starting to come up already. Yeah. I was um, training for the last, what, month? Training them for the last month, maybe? Nah, not even. Probably t- two weeks. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks, yeah. I don't think you're going to have too much trouble. Nah, when it comes to... I've got... I had a lot of wastage through that left leg from the injuries, but I've always been pretty gifted mm. with leg training. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll come up pretty quickly. I always struggled more with upper body leg and body parts, more so. Yeah. Yeah, so we're two weeks into the prep. We, what are we on, like 2,700 calories? 2,700. 2,700 calories, plus your cheat meals. Let's say, like. Well, you did have one big one the other night, didn't you? So we should average to what? Not that much higher, 3,000. You on 3,000 calories? (laughs) Are you? I'm on 2,700. Oh, you're on 2,700. Are you getting a slice this weekend, New York slice? There's no slices this weekend. Good. Bro, I haven't had a slice in about... I haven't had a slice since my birthday. What are you having for a cheat meal on the weekends, bro? I haven't haven't had a cheat meal in, yeah, like three weeks or so. I'm competing too. Yeah, I'm competing too. So I'm on the April the 25th, I'm doing the PCA. April 28th. April 28th, sorry. Doing the PCA, what is it? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I don't know what they're calling it, the... Ooh, we got it there. I'm going to the Gold Coast, bro. Sick. It's the Australian Open. The Australian Open, bro. That's actually mad. Yeah, so I've never been to the Gold Coast either, so I thought maybe that would be a good, good little thing. And uh, Johnny was meant to do it with me, but he's bailed, so that's pretty disappointing. But, you know... Not unexpected, I did though. it, yeah, it's pretty expected. <laughs> Wait, why'd you bail? He's going on a holiday. I mean, oh, come on, on, bro. You're on a holiday? You're on a holiday. Why are you looking at me, Hawk? Just tell, tell the listeners. You're on a holiday? Yeah, I'll be on a holiday then. Oh, the, You'll be on a holiday then? Or two days later? No, I think I'll be on then. So the itinerary for my holiday might have changed now. Okay, so I'm the only one here. No worries. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, no, I'll be back. I think, I think I might be back when Andy's back. Uh, oh. When Andy leaves. I might be going to Coachella now. We haven't I heard of any leave coming in, so... 
we're not approving anything at the moment, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm ahead of, <laughs> ahead of HR and leave. leave. <laughs> it's a big department. Head of leave. It's a big department here. Fucking hell. Well, I'll probably take the most leave. So uh, Mason's and, and Ricky, your 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 um competition season next year is is, is March. Is March. March so I'm going to the um, Cancun Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you got everything organised for the trip? Yeah, we, it's basically that. We just got to pay for the um, the accommodation. Oh, sick. So Ricky's going to spring break, everybody, which what is happened? not that creepy, by the way. Because some people have misunderstanding when I've said that. They think it's the same as schoolies. It's not the same as schoolies. It's college. It's college. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's 18. It's, it's, it's not 17. That's 18, right. It's 18 to 21. It's mainly... T- look, man. It's college kids. Yeah. And, and other people who just want to relax. Like me. Yeah. And then where else are you going? Cuba? Oh, in Cuba, yeah. What happens in Cuba these days? Um, well, it's supposed to be very, very, like, it's, well, the same shit that was happening there in the 1950s. Like, it's supposed to be exactly the same then. Really? Yeah, so aesthetically, it's meant to be really, really nice. Like, you know, those pictures of Cuba, like, pastel-coloured buildings, fucking convertible old fucking Cadillac shit. And then on the street, it's like, you know, mad markets, witch markets and shit. Witch markets? selling, like, fucking, yeah. Is Cuba the one that just got opened up to the world, basically? Yeah, uh... Is it the one that got opened up to the world recently? Yeah, well... There was one that... I don't know if it was the world, but I know there was... I think it was Cuba that no American could travel to or something. Oh, no, that's, that's the same. It, it's it's still, still you can't. Oh, you still can't? Yeah, that's it's the missile crisis. Yeah, the yeah, missile crisis, yeah. So the... And the communists, they don't like the guy there, the main guy there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's still Castro or if he's dead, but in any case, you can't fight it. Yeah, we, but we're going in from Mexico, so... And you don't... Oh, so you've got to go in through Mexico. Yeah, you've got to go in through Mexico anyway, so we're already there, so we're going in. So you can't fly direct from here to there? That's right, yeah. Right. Or from the US, which is just up the road. Yeah, interesting. But also, you, when you go there, you don't stay in a hotel, because it's communist, it's all government-run. So it's the hotels are fucking crap, right? Imagine a government-run hotel, you know what I mean? Fucking shit. Because yeah. government can't Imagine run Imagine grey walls and yeah. communist Shocking. outfits. So what you forms? <laughs> yeah. So you stay with a home stay family. So we got a nice little family. We can get a B, like a Airbnb. Um. Do they have an Airbnb? I don't think nah, because no. Nah. So you're staying with a family. Basically, all, yeah. So you stay with family. Yeah, it's how you do things there. So this is a proper homestay family. So they've just got an endless roster of people who come and stay with them. So it's like they do things properly. Oh, what, you having dinner and shit with them, or yeah, bro, they're making you. Do, it's basically going to be like an Airbnb because they they set up the house. Because this family makes a nice, tidy profit from this, mm. they've just got an endless stream. So they've set up the house for this, basically. Do they smoke weed in Cuba? I don't know. I don't know what the drug laws are like, dude. Hmm. Yeah. Cigars. Cigars, yeah. Cigars, yeah. I don't know what the what the etiquette is because it sounds strict because they're I'm communist like usually. Yeah, well, I don't know. I've got to do some research on it. I don't know what it's going to be like. Rum. They make the rum. They make um, Cuban, yeah, maybe... Dark rum, isn't that Cuban? Um, I don't know the scars, Cuban scars. Yeah. What for the... Dark rum. Mm. Like uh, Captain Morgan's. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to... <laughs> Spiced rum. Nah, that's not Cuban, you're thinking of... Uh, I feel like there's a Cuban drink, bro, but I, it's escaping me right now. It could be dark rum. And are you going anywhere else? No, just those. So you're just going to Mexico and Cuba? Yeah. No one else? You're not going to West Indies? You're not going to Caribbean or something? Is that you? Nah, nah not with Dave. 
<laughs> That's enough time, you think? More than enough. Well, so basically no one's going to be here in March, guys, so <laughs> don't bother inquiring because we're all out on holidays. We're going to have a, 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 a sign on the, on the door, go on fishing, because <laughs> come back next time. You've got a month of March off, so. How long are you going away for, Johnny? Two weeks. Two weeks? And is that the same time? It's Ricky. Mm. Nah, I'm like, Ricky goes away, comes back, it's a few weeks, I go away, come back, you go off to the show. Okay, so we're all separate. Yeah, so it works all right. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be at least one person here. Yeah. Running everybody's <laughs> sessions. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. We got any, any gags? We got a gag, Johnny? Nah, if I can start bringing like a joke every week. Yeah, I think we're going to bring, I don't even think maybe like a, um, a who am I? Like a, like an other two guests. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or a, yeah. um, yeah, like a guess who. That's good. Yeah. Maybe we can get that going. Yeah. Enough of this fucking, no one cares about the fitness shit. Nah, no one cares about the fitness shit. Everyone wants to know about the who am I. Yeah. So I think we, we, we might print off some who am I's. Oh, I think we have some question and answers too. That I've um, taken some photos on. So let's go to the Q&A. Yeah, Q&A. Q&A. Alright. Let's have a look. Let me get the questions out, guys. Um, Ricky, tell me. Mm. How... Does one lose belly fat? What they'll need, bro, I can't keep that secret out on the air. Yeah, that is honestly it. like the biggest question we have. One of the most asked questions. Because yeah. we've got a secret for it. Oh, we got a secret formula, guys. Oh, we got a secret formula. <laughs> We're belly fat. Every other part, piece of fat on your body was gonna, is going to stay there, but we can <laughs> specifically yeah. remove the belly fat. Yes, 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 yes. Johnny, have you got, are, you, are you willing to release the formula or not? 100 crunches at 7am. <laughs> yeah. Very good, yes. At 329, mm. 10 leg raises. Mm-hmm. At 11.42pm. Half a protein shake, three quarters of a banana, <laughs> and a teaspoon of vinegar. Okay. Good. Oh, yes. Good, yes. good, good. Very good. I like that vinegar. You gotta start with morning with like a lemon and a, you know, a lemon and apple cider vinegar. Shot. No, no, that's for glutes, Ricky. That's glutes for me. That's glutes. Alright. Cardio after work, out or before? Not a bad question. Not a bad question. So. I, okay, I think, as far as I see it, there's two reasons you would decide on one of those. You could do it after, if the cardio is really fucking you up, and so you feel like your workout is suffering, your main workout. Or you could do it before, if from a fat loss perspective, you feel like that helps liberate some fat into the bloodstream because you're doing a specific type of cardio, and then you want to hit yourself with some more intense weight training. 
I think for most of my clients, I tend to put it, I'm trying to think. I think I tend to put it in after just because I'm, I want them to not be too fucked up for their weight training, but that's more just out of habit. I think that I'm going to do it after. For the same reason? Man, it's priority principle. Like yeah. weight training is your priority, so you do that first. Yeah. I mean, like you, you can do like cardio before the workout is in, in a day, but I wouldn't do it like go to the gym, cardio, then do the workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do it after. Definitely always after. Definitely after. Yeah. All right. HT, HGH plus test injections. Waste of money or totally worth it, in your opinion? Well, if they're a waste of money, <laughs> why the fuck would people be doing them? <laughs> they're the only thing that's not a waste of money, basically, <laughs> when it comes to this sort of shit. So, no, they're not a waste of money. But but the fact is they work so well that you can pretty easily fuck yourself up. So, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you should find out what you're doing. But then once you know what you're doing, they are 100% definitely not a waste of money. Yeah, if, everything else that you're doing is a waste of money. <laughs> no, no, no. What I, what I was going to say is the the other stuff that claims to um, affect your hormonal profile is a complete waste of money, like test boosters and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, they're not a waste yeah. of money. Oh, actually, listen, can we put caveat on there? When the other fucking ducks are in order, yes, you're wasting your money. So, so you know what I mean? If you expect that to do all the work for you and your program looks like shit, then, then yeah, it's a waste of money. Yeah, if, if you're wanting to go down that route, then it's probably not a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? What, in your opinion, is the most overrated movement that is a mainstay for most? Oh, fuck, for me, I guess I was bad-mouthing squats earlier, but is that the most overrated? No. I think the most overrated is... Fuck, maybe ab work, like you were saying before. I think like band movements band for movements, women. Yeah, yeah, band movements. Like not, not like activation band movements, yeah, yeah. like band movements. Thinking that what they need to do, make their groups grow, yeah, is yeah. crap walk or something, yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Any of those answers is good. Yeah, I'm thinking either, uh, I was, my first one, my first thought was abs. Yeah. Abs? Yeah, I, don't, I think, uh, yeah. For ninety percent of people, I would say yeah, abs is not. Yeah, I feel like it's the one that. I think if it's an area that needs to be developed, I don't believe that like squats are going to do your abs. I just think you're not. Oh, you're, you're saying you're direct. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no, no, a weakness. Right. Your abs are actually yeah. a weakness. <laughs> if you're a competitor or something, I think definitely abs need. I hundred percent agree. How much? No, not probably less than what most people think, but they definitely need. No, I hundred percent agree. If you, if you, if you. If you need to develop a muscle and you're just thinking, well, fuck it, I'll hit it secondarily when I do some other shit, you're leaving shit on the table, you're leaving growth on the table. But in terms of, for the most part, the most overrated, it's like 100% of the people who I see think that they're going to be getting hard work in their first phase. Yeah, well, they just need to lose body fat. Zero percent actually yeah, yeah, yeah. do. <laughs> okay. Uh, full body workout versus split routine, which is better for females and why? Which is better for singles? Yeah, that's uh, needs a bit more context, but um, that's like a whole podcast. Yeah, I think the correct answer really is that it just depends on the goal. Right? Yeah, it depends on the goal. That is the right answer. Uh, gut health slash cleanse benefits. Gut health benefits? 
like what are the uh, are there any benefits to like having good gut health wait say it again yeah. are they asking like it just says gut health slash cleanse benefits 28 I was going to say it's 2018 man I just think get with the times everyone knows about gut health but clen- I, clen- I think they're asking like but cleanse what, what I'm saying is like cleanses are shit oh like, I just think cleanses is such like a it's the term used for people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I think most of the time someone says cleanse. You can guarantee they, that they're selling... They're only talking about a cleanse. Yeah, yeah just, they don't even know what a cleanse is. Yeah, they don't know what a cleanse is. What so, do you think of as a cleanse? It's not a cleanse. What you're asking is, is there gut health benefits to drinking juice for seven days? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. no oh, maybe there is. No, there isn't. No, is there. In fact, no. there's gut health... This, what's the opposite benefit? Well, I think, like, you, you, you probably... You, you need fucking, like... I think What's the opposite benefit? It's got to be a word for that. Uh, uh, help us, guys. Um, Someone said this. Uh, uh, you need to do... That's that's not a benefit. That's a... <laughs> that's a... I can't think of a word. Maybe like pro and con. Benefit. Yeah, it's like pro and con. That's so weird, man. There's got to be a word that's opposite benefit. That's, uh, let's Google it. Benefit synonym. Opposite benefit detriment yeah I think it'd be detriment but that doesn't make sense opposites to benefit detriment disadvantage drawback see none of them hindrance oh that's a hindrance yeah maybe yeah anyway so yeah that's gonna be a hindrance I think (laughs) um yeah I think often like with most people that think they need a cleanse they're doing the exact wrong thing that they need to do by drinking all this juice yes <laughs> drinking the juice is a just you're literally just drinking sugar <laughs> drinking the juice b you're literally just like speeding up phase one of detoxification and completely usually ramping down phase two which is the, the phase that most people need ramped up like, everyone has good phase one detoxification, like most people. So you're just really turning the toxins into, like, a more absorbable form and circulating them around your body more. That's all you're doing. That's so funny. So, yeah, that's, that's what, a, that's so what a traditional plan to do. But there is massive benefits to having uh, good gut health and just more, like, in terms of nutrient absorption, things like that. Yeah. If you're absorbing more nutrients, you're getting those nutrients into your body, That's right. yeah, probably. So often, like um, a side effect of bad gut health is like nutrient deficiencies, massive. Yeah. Like you see it That's all the, main the That's time. The main one, yeah. Um, and that and that yeah. So gut health is important. Cleansers are not a way of improving that though. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any other ones? Mm, I think that's a wrap. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. One second. I think there might be one more. What? would your advice be to clients who struggle with diet compliance? Oh, I got a good one for this. A slap in the face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
Honestly, like, guys, if you're struggling with motivation, probably not doing the right hobby. Full stop. The hobby being, like, fitness training. Or yeah. yeah. Like, if yeah. You, uh, that's really what it comes down to. Like, Look, your, your priorities are not in the right spot, so... Yeah. It, yeah, and, that, and that's fine. And, you know, you might be shit at, on your diet, but just take that as it is and just put in your head it should be, yeah, well, that's fine because fitness or getting in shape is not my number one priority, so therefore it's not going to be the thing that I'm most motivated to stick to and, you know, I'm going to accept the results that come with that, whether they're slow yeah. or non-existent or whatever. But if it's like, you, most people say, you know, one of their biggest priorities, then you should have the motivation to do it. Look, man, here's my thing on that, <clears throat> is, um, and I say this to people as well, when they tell me stuff like this, I always go, you're not in trouble, because I don't see you, nothing you tell, like when people say, oh, I went off my diet, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do my workouts, I, I don't see that as you failed to do something, what that is, is you just chose to do something else, you, <clears throat> nothing that we're doing, Listen, man, I get up in the, in the morning and then I, I go to sleep and after a few more times of doing that, I'm dead. And so I'm choosing to do some stuff in that time when I'm awake before, uh, before I go to sleep. And so if that happens to be dieting, then that's what I'm choosing to do. If that happens for you to be going and eating an apple pie, that's what you choose to do. It's not that you failed to diet any more than I failed to eat an apple pie today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're just choosing to do whatever it is that you did. So I just don't like that question. It, it makes me a little bit annoyed. The very question, like what is suggesting, like oh, I'm struggling with. You're not struggling. You're not struggling with anything. You're just choosing not. You're choosing not to do it. Yeah, which is fine. Fair enough. We move on. You should. You shouldn't need someone to keep you on track. Yeah. And that's. And I always tell people that's not my job to motivate you to stay on track. (laughs) Like you either come to me and you want to do it, or you understand that it's not your number one thing and you want to do it half-heartedly. That's also fine. Yeah. As long as we both understand that. But I, I recently had a client who she just gave up and um, yeah, she just couldn't, she couldn't stay on the plan. She couldn't, she just kept like fucking it up. Yeah. And it's just like, this is maybe just not the thing for you. Yeah, Go play tennis. Go do, do something it, yeah. else that you enjoy. Like That's right, yeah. it shouldn't be hard work staying on the plan. You should want to stay on the plan. Like you came yeah. to me with the goal and wanting to do this. So it's not my job to tell you how to stay on track and how to stay motivated because that's your job. Man, you know what I fucking fuck I fucking hate that, bro. You know what I fuck I've got no motivation. Help me. Can I tell you something, bro? I think there's something wrong with me because I completely fucked up this year. Why? I found it really hard to take up, you know, badminton. You see how ridiculous that sounds? Yeah. But but that's because there's no there's no expert. People don't expect that you'll just you should want. to learn badminton. But people expect that you should want to diet and train. But this yeah. is not a fact. This is just another thing you can choose to do. Find some just like you enjoy. Or tennis, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You didn't fail to do anything. I think it's just a lot of people see people looking really good and would love to look like that, but once they find out the work involved, yeah. <laughs> it often becomes very hard for them. And they that, think they need motivation, but really they just, that look is, for them, is not worth the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's obviously very hard work. So it's either worth it for you or it's not. Yeah. If it's not, just accept you're not going to look like that. My, my answer yeah. to that would be, though, 
and I reckon anyone who would ask that question is trying to make themselves fit a plan that's not like it's too drastic for them or it's too not like in line with what their priorities are instead they need a plan that fits more them if that's like they've got other priorities social work whatever it is they need a plan that's maybe far more gentle like the results are going to take a hell of a lot longer but they're going to stick to it like maybe it's something as simple as you delete Uber Eats off your phone yeah. Like that's your first step in dieting. Yeah. You delete Uber Eats off your phone or something like that. Oh, that's a good one. Um, but the yeah, not trying to make yourself fit into a plan, rather than finding a plan that fits in with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And it's okay. I think people get a little bit like what you're saying. People get a bit caught up in it. It's okay to not have this as your number one priority. Yeah. Some of us like we love it, and I think because I think that they're letting us down because it's sometimes like coach is number one priority like in their own lifestyles oh, yeah. it's like they feel yeah. like they've needs to be theirs as well but I'll engage with them as well though, like, so. I'll talk to them like how important is this to you and I'll preface that with like it's okay if it's not your number one priority hmm. just the thing is everyone wants the results straight away well see this is where it's a mindset thing for this for this specific hobby alone because if, if I said fuck man top level swimmers have a sick physique so I'm going to take up swimming but instead of learning swimming and becoming good at it, I went in for my weekly swim session, just focused on the body that I was trying to get. Yeah. And that was all I was thinking about. Yeah, so you can see how that just wouldn't work. Yeah, it's a byproduct of the work. Yeah. But with you, yeah. no one thinks like that. Yeah, that's right. It's a byproduct of the work. Yeah. Very interesting. That's good, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it is. It's, it's, no one wants to put the, the work in. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, man. Man, I, 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 my swimming coach, and my swimming coach was assuming that it wasn't going to be my top priority. Mm. So he's giving me like three swims to, four swims to do a week. And how hard that would be for me to keep up. Because I don't give I'm a fuck thinking about, about me doing that, and I'm just like, fuck, that would be the worst. You know what, because you don't give a fuck about swimming. Yeah. All you're thinking about is the swimmer's body. And so of course you don't want to swim. And that's how some people feel about training. It's so weird to think. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting to put yourself into other people's shoes and see how they do what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It um, changes your maybe approach with some people on how to coach them. That's like a whole other topic though. Because you get a lot of people coming in here with like, I want to look like this person or something like that. Yeah. And usually my standard response is, are you willing to live your life like that person? Yeah. I, I turn like, a lot of people away. job and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, we, we turn a lot of people away as well from us. Because we get a lot of messages saying, I got messages the other day saying, Oh, I want to start training. I want to start coaching. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Like, these are the prices. This is what we do. And then you'll get a message back. Oh, but I don't train. I'm like, but you're going to start, right? Ah, uh, nah. I'm not. I don't think I am. <laughs> well, it's like that's not what we do. Yeah. Or I ask. Oh, well. Um. Can I do some workouts at home or something? Yeah. Like that? that's yeah. Sort of thing. It's yeah. just not yeah. what we do. So yeah. I, I, and I often just like. It's mind-boggling how they've been attracted to our business model because, it's like, we've never talked about doing no workouts, like getting in shape without doing the workout, or like, what's attracted them to us? I don't know. That is so. It's so funny, and that happens a lot, man. Like the home yeah. workouts, or like yeah. you think the only people that would follow us are people that hit the gym and like they're into like some level of building their body and physique. Yeah, it's so yeah. yeah, that's really funny. 
And uh, yeah, and then eating raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're wrapping it up. All right. Jax has had enough. I think he needs to go to the toilet. He's very frustrated. He looks like he's had a hard podcast. He's had a hard. Sorry, <laughs> he, looks... he slept in the bed. He slept in the bed. <laughs> oh, poor boy. All right, guys. That's uh, I think episode eight wrapped up. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. We're calling it a day. Bye-bye. Catch you next time, guys. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Strength Lab Podcast. Join us next time as we cut through more bullshit and get to the truth about fitness, nutrition, and life.